Hi, everybody. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Casey Lee, and this is me talking to people. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Casey Talks to People, the podcast where I talk to people. Now, I want to start off by talking about reward systems. So everybody out there knows reward systems. You know, you go to your Starbucks, you go to um, Best Buy, whatever. You go to your favorite store and you purchase something and they give you, you know, some rewards and they actually allow you to basically, um, you know, go from there. And one thing that I've uh, noticed recently is that Tim Hortons is starting to offer rewards, which is great. So you can buy seven, you know, whatever things you eat at Tim Hortons and you get one free, uh, which is great. And uh, I'm going to take a pause here as this microphone stand for my guest seems to constantly be falling down. So I'm going to I'm going to adjust it. Okay, that was a bit weird. Uh, the podcast just got interrupted by me going to adjust my guest's microphone. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I was talking about reward systems, and now you can go get uh, rewards at Tim Hortons. Um, they keep changing the systems on us. They keep making points worth less and less and less. But there is one company who's doing something super interesting right now. I don't know if it's available in Canada yet. It's definitely available in the States, I think. Domino's. So Domino's definitely one of my favorite pizza places. They now have a point system where they're going to reward you from eating pizza Literally from anywhere. It could be pizza from Pizza Pizza. It could be pizza from Gabriel's, from Anthony's, from your own home oven. All you have to do is take a picture of this pizza and they're going to give you a point. Which is like pretty ingenious because you think on the surface like that's pretty crazy. Like they really want your business. But then on the other hand, uh, it's pretty ingenious. My wife pointed out that they'll have all this data now on all the pizza that you're eating. Um, So pretty interesting marketing technique. uh, Domino's. I can't endorse Domino's enough. It was, I was definitely late to the Domino's game. I love their cheesy bread, love their garlic sauce, um, love everything about Domino's. Definitely good stuff. Okay, it is April 10th, 2019, which again, this podcast may not be released until about May something. So definitely delayed in the uh, release process, but it gives me a little bit of buffer. I'm very excited today to introduce uh, my guest. So this is a guy, I... Um, it's weird. So I started working at my Byward office uh, a couple of years ago, and then there's this guy who was sitting kind of in my corner uh, every night who would kind of show up every now and then. I didn't really know what his hours were like, um, but it pe- became very quickly evident what this guy was doing because he has a very visual job, uh, and that is he is a storyboard artist. Now, I really want to talk to him about storyboard artists and what that's all about, but you could see him doing the stuff, and you know what? I go through life and I see people doing things and there's a lot of talents out there that I'm like, you know what, if I gave myself enough time, I'd be able to work on it and I'd probably be pretty good at it. This is not one of those talents. I look at what Jeff does and I'm like, what, like, this is just, I, I can't do that. That is like, it's one of those things that so few, few people I interact with have these kind of talents and you're just blown away with. Not to mention this other hobby, not hobby, this other art that he's picked up. I definitely want to chat about that as well. Um, but without further ado, I'd like to introduce my good friend, Jeff White. <laughs> hey, Casey. How you doing, man? How's that, okay. how's that for your intro? Hey, that was a fantastic <laughs> intro. Fantastic. <laughs> so, Jeff. You know what's funny? I was, I was going through my podcast notes today, and I literally thought to myself, I, I don't know if I know Jeff's last name. Oh, White. White. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I, I remember you telling me about your Instagram account, which we'll definitely talk about in a bit. But Jeff, I want to talk about your job. Uh, you know, I don't know how interesting. Oh, yeah, I guess nodding my head doesn't work <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's something that, you know, that you just view as a job. But out to the, again, to the people who don't know, you are a storyboard artist. And uh, more specifically, uh, in the animation realm right mm-hmm. now, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, has, have you always been in animation? Uh, I've been in animation since um, uh, I was out. Well, I, I took animation in college and, and went into it right afterwards. Um so yeah, I've I've been doing it for almost twenty eight years. I've wow. been in in the business. I've been focusing on storyboards for about the last eighteen. Um, and yeah, it's it's fun. It's 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 it's. Uh, I don't consider it a job. Right. Like I I do. It's my job. It's how I make my money, and that's fantastic. But like, and I always, I always tell when I meet like people coming into the business or just starting out, it's like I, I I've been in. Uh, animation for 28 years and i've probably worked about four 
<laughs> like the, the rest of the time, I'm just drawing cartoons, sitting at my desk, doodling stuff, having sure, fun, sure. you know. Yeah. Um, watching TV off off uh, off my computer. Right. Or whatnot. And yeah, that's fine. It's, 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 this is what I'd be doing anyway. Well, actually, it used to be what I'd be doing anyway. And, uh, and now when I get tired of drawing, I make my sculptures. But well, I guess we'll talk about that. Oh, in a yeah. Hey, whatever. <laughs> whatever. But um, so, I mean, has this always been like, again, like a passion? Like, how did you get into animation in the first place? Uh, I didn't know what else to take in college. Like, I, I, I uh, flunked the graphic design test and, and, and then I. Uh, Applied for animation and went in early just to sort of uh, show my portfolio and I actually got in then. They really liked my work. And so, like, were okay. you into drawing before you went? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I spent, like, I was the guy who was always doodling on, on, on the back of uh, uh, just like little, little sticky notes, drawing on the back of, drawing all over my school desk, drawing yeah, all yeah. over my uh, my binders and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it was fun. Like, I didn't know what else to do. Like I, I couldn't like this. All I do is draw. So so I'll, I'll get a career drawing. Um, I, I knew about graphic design because that that was just a name. You know, when you're taking art classes, they talk about that. But my uncle, 20 years before me, went to Sheridan and took animation, and and so that's why I knew it was an option. Um, I before that I I didn't know Bugs Bunny wasn't real. Like, right. You know, to right. me, he's like a real guy. Yeah, yeah, it's Bugs Bunny, man. And then I remember, like, the first in my first year at Sheridan, when we had to animate a character. Char- well, not not just a character; it was Yosemite Sam. We had to do something. It was like just making a, a character come to life was just something really else. And then then I sort of got bit by the bug, and 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 uh, it was animation, animation for at least a, at least a decade. You know, just so I couldn't think of anything else. Right, right. So, so I mean, were you always? I mean, it seemed like you you were always drawing and doodling everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of just like watching animation, were you huge oh, into cartoons um, and? Well, yeah, I, I I watched the Bugs Bunny and and all that stuff growing up. And then I think when I was fourteen, I saw I saw Rock and Roll for the first time, and it was on on CBC. I, I don't and, even know what Rock, oh, and, Rock and Roll is. Oh, Rock and Roll is fantastic, and it was done in uh, Nelvana did it in in Toronto. It was really neat because a lot of the the teachers I had at Sheridan, and um, maybe Algonquin too. I don't know. Uh, they all worked on it. Right. You know, it was sort of uh, this sort of um, not 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 adult but not not uh, little kid it was more teen oriented it, it was like uh, rats in, in, in a post-apocalyptic world in a band rock band and all and all this stuff but uh, I remember seeing it when I was 14 and this is just we just had VHS came out and and for some reason I, I was lucky enough to record it and I, I spent a lot of my my uh, my, my, my teen years just watching it over and over and over again and, and that, I think in the back of my head, I guess that that that's what I wanted to do. Right, right. I mean, at that young age, were you looking at it critically, or were you oh just god, kind of no, no, no? It? I just thought it was amazing, you know. Yeah. And and then I and then after I started, and but you know, cartoons were something, and I, I had all sorts of other interests. Um, it was, but it was like once I was in college for the first six months, and we made that first person move when we brought something to life. It's it's it was a it was a real rush. Yeah. So t- and and. and um, and then everything, like I said, everything was animation for a really long time. And, and I was lucky that, you know, I, I got, you know, I, my job was something I loved. So I, you never felt like you're working. Um, I, remember, I remember in the college days, like this is back like before internet and before, before bootlegs or at least where I knew to, how to get them. Like I saw Beauty and the Beast, I think, 26 times in the movie theater. And I'd always go to the very front row with a big stack of paper. And I'd try to like in a really thick marker and I tried to draw what was going no on? Like way. I tried in to the do the, yeah in the theater, like doing really <laughs> quick sketches, and then then like the floor in front of me was littered. Like you know, I couldn't use half of them because they're covered with butter. But you know, it was just a sort of like it was so amazing, like what they were doing, and 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 it was it's such an intense like the animation was just really intense study because it's not just making something move; it's understanding how something moves and 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 acting it out yourself, and 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 studying anatomy and studying all these other things, and and it was. Um, it, it was, there were so many elements to it that were it was, it was like it's it's like overwhelmingly fun you know it was overwhelming but it was also just ecstatic it, it, it was like music and and it, it kept and it, it like that was a fantastic thing to do was to animate bring things to life but then you get into the business end like you come out and and like um, when I came out animation was still being sort of done overseas okay yeah that 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 it was very limited work here like the the, the 
when computers came in, like everyone who came out with the computer generation, like they got to animate again. Right, right. And, and uh, the truth is, uh, in, in my career, I think I've animated maybe about a minute's worth of stuff. Like there's people who've animated entire shows or right. movies worth. And I, I, hardly, I didn't ever got to animate. Now, when you, when you say the word animate, I think, uh, like, are you talking literally drawing? Making the character move. Yeah, okay, taking one character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and doing, like, I've done the in betweening when I first got out, which is like the drawings in between the key right. drawings and, and just part of the process. Right. Um, but uh, just, you know, due, due to fate or whatnot, I, 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 uh, I, I fell into boards. I, I think I was about 26, 20, 26 or 27. It was Katie and Orby. It was this little kid show. And I wasn't even like, it wasn't storyboarding to the degree I'm doing now. It was a show that was very limited. And, and so the drawings were limited. But uh, like, I, I still remember doing my, my first Katie and Or- Orby board. It took me three weeks. And, and I must have spent hours and hours and hours on it. Yeah. Or like just, just every day. Like it was all I do when I redraw stuff. And I had all these notes. And, and uh, the, I remember I did 30. I, did, I worked on a couple, few seasons, and I did about thirty. And I remember the last one took me two days. Right. Like you just you learned all the trick, you know, and then you just boom, 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 and then then I got a job doing like boards on a real show, fully animated, and all that. That and uh, so I mean, oh. you say you you fell into boards. So so you were sorry, you were doing the animating first. Uh, well, I was doing the posing. I was just okay. like the key drawings um, right. on on a show, and then I had I had an idea for. An interstitial. This is what the show had. Like this is this is this is the the show. Then there's these little thirty second bits. And I went up to the director because I had a couple ideas. Because they had asked, does anyone have ideas for interstitials? And I had worked out a couple and showed her. And, and she said, Wow, do you want to try boarding? And, and then I just started doing that. Right, right, right. And it was it was like the one thing I really still like about it is I draw every day. Right. Like um, I, I tried animating it about well a little less than a decade ago with computers, and I did not like I, I couldn't get my my hands around it like um we're working on the screen to animate like i like yeah. drawing yeah and and uh, like to draw the thing from scratch like and i get to do that doing storyboards so right I well i mean this this, this is the interesting thing jeff because when i talk about again people with talents that i don't run into a lot hand drawing is is one of those things right like i mean i do see a lot of people on their screens you know doing i don't mean i don't see a ton but i do see more people doing computer animation and stuff like that i mean is it was it something that it's because you're more comfortable with, or do you believe in something different about hand drawing versus you know mm-hmm. like computer animating and stuff? Oh well, it just I I just like it's something I've always done, so I'm used to it. Like I don't have to think when I'm drawing most of the time. Right. Um. It, it's just I my my hands like I I just well maybe I do think a little bit. My hands that work automatically when it right. came to animating with the computers and the mouse and like little bits and pieces of characters and making a move like that required way too much thinking. I think yeah. part of the reason I, like I'm I'm in animation because I didn't want to think about stuff. Man. Yeah. Like you know if I wanted to think I'd be take would have taken business. Um. But no, no, I just like I said, it's it's it, it's uh, sort of cre- it, it's creative. It's it's a, a blank page, and like I do draw on a computer, but I draw it directly on the screen with a stylus. Um, it's it's, and that's the one thing I love about art is is a blank page to something else. Um, and to me, that's what the storyboards are. Right, they're, right. They're, they're still it's 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 you have the words. Like I I get given the words. It does, Sort of saying what's going to be done, but I decide how the, how how it is going to be done and what's a uh, you know camera angles and, and what the action is yeah. and and that's really fun. Well, th- this is something that surprised me about your job, to be honest, Jeff. When I when I first met you and first saw you doing your work, I was under the impression that you know someone was kind of uh, laying out the keyframes and kind of mm-hmm. doing it up. For oh, you. oh no, oh no, no. Well, so um, yeah, that that's keyframe. Yeah, that'd be part of the animation. No, I'll, I'll, I'm given a script and I'm given. Um, Designs. This is what the backgrounds look like. This is location where they're at. These are what the characters look like. And this, this, this is what's going to happen. Like so and so is going to walk in the door and he's going to see something. He's going to react. He's going to run over. But before that, this happens. And then it's up to me to decide. Oh, okay, like when he walks in the door, are we outside the door? Are we inside the door? Are we looking for, through his eyes? Um, and just to, what what's going to help set the mood for the scene? Right. If it, if it's comedic scene, if it's a scary scene, uh, a dramatic scene. Right. Um, and and that's the part that surprised me is how much directing you actually well that's what it is like essentially what um every board artist is a director but then there above them is is a either a storyboard supervisor or a a director who then says okay like we like each board artist has their vision 
and 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 actually that took a long time to realize is not to try to board the way someone wants me to like not to do my job the way I think someone wants me to do it to do the job the way I do it and if you like it awesome I'm hopefully going to be working for you and if I don't I'll go work somewhere else and and actually that makes it the easiest and it's most stress free and 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 uh, like you can learn from other people and sometimes it's fu- it's fun like. Uh, but but I think in the long run, it's it's like right now I'm working on a show that seems to be the way I see uh, filmmaking and the way the director seems filmmaking are very much the same. So they like what I'm giving them. Right, right. And 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 that makes their their life less stressful and my life less stressful. So right. that's really nice. Right. Uh, when that happens, oh yeah, it's just fantastic. <laughs> so I'm I'm very curious now. Can you pull, can you pull back the curtain a little oh, bit about okay. how animated shows are made? Like I don't need like like I mean obviously there's a lot we could be here for hours. Oh yeah yeah yeah. But I'm curious, just like from a high level, what you know, what are the steps to this, like, and where do you get involved, and what's your relationship with all these different people? Well, I well after the concept, you know, characters get designed and 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 uh, ideas get written down. But but from I guess the simplest way is you know a script is written. Yeah. Uh, based on characters that you know, usually the the, the 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 concept's already done. Script gets written from that. You know, designs get done. Say, oh, we're going to need this location, this location, these kind of props, and then all that information is given to the board artist. Right. So and you then, get involved pretty like besides the designs. The designs, yeah, yeah. Like, like we're, you were in there pretty early, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, the the majority of the work will be done like by the mass of people ap- after me. Right. When like uh, it goes into layouts and goes into animation and 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 uh, and, and all the stuff afterwards. Um, but yeah, well that's what happens. Yeah. So then 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 I draw out the story. It gets revised. It gets it gets finished up. It gets tweaked by the the director and whatnot, and then it gets sent off to animation like yeah. and, and and layout. So. Uh, all, all the new backgrounds that like, because when they when they give you a design for a background, they give you like one or two shots. Yeah. And when you're telling the story, you're you're not going to use those specific shots all the time. Sure. So you usually you're drawing a whole bunch of different ones. So that goes into layout, and they'll draw all the all the new backgrounds. Uh, and then someone will, and then that'll go into animation. And people will be animating the characters based on what's in the board. Yeah. Um. In my well, it, it, it's sort of interesting. Uh, when I first started and, and I was doing posing, which was taking the, someone would give us a board and we, we do the sort of the key drawings and, and we'd have to be super, super on model. And the boards were really, really on model back then. Okay. Uh, as with, with, as computers became, you know, the way to animate and like within 3d and with the flash, like the characters are already somewhat drawn. Yeah. Uh, it can It is possible to get a little bit lazy with the boards. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like they're, they're, they're more. Some of them are more sketchy and whatnot. But sometimes, and sometimes it's fun. It's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna you know focus on this part of it, like on, on the emotion rather than that. Right. But then sometimes you do want. Oh no, I want it to look really tight. And and it just it's, it comes down to style because we all end up drawing the, the characters sort of our own way. Like right. I've seen a lot of uh, board artists each have their own drawing style. Yeah. And it is really neat. I remember back when I worked in the studios, you'd see other people's boards and you knew who drew it. Right, right, right. Just like, oh, yeah, yeah, so-and-so drew that, I can tell. Right, right. And so so I'm curious. So, like, when you, because, again, you're you're very much like a director. <laughs> when like when I see you work, you seem to be, like, just flowing. You know, like, you put your headphones on and you're just, like, oh, yeah, drawing. Yeah. Do, do you ever have to stop and think about how I want this shot framed? Oh, all, 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 well... Um, yeah, yeah. Well, say say all the time, and and usually that's when you see me get up and leave my desk. And sometimes I'll go like, oh, I don't have any papers. So I'll, I'll, well, just the other day, I, I I grabbed some paper out of the photocopier and my pen and the script. When I went and I had a coffee, and just made my notes on on, on my script, okay. and then worked out the, the thumbs on paper a little bit more, just because it was a complicated sequence. Right. The that, part that I don't see when you leave the office. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it never stops. <laughs> like that. That was the one thing about boards. Um, it it feels like now well now I can step away from it a bit more, but especially in his, in the earlier days, it's like twenty four seven, like yeah. three hundred sixty five days a year. Like you don't if 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 you're not working on it, it's still in your head. Like and if you're taking time off, you're like, oh man, I should be like I should be working right now, man. I got that deadline and 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 it's all like you know, well all nighters like. Uh, 
Well, that's the thing. I, I mean, I see you working crazy nights and crazy. I mean, you will go like a couple months just nonstop. Yeah, yeah. And then you'll be like, okay, I'm gonna take a break. And yeah, and then it was fantastic. Yeah. Now you now hope. Well, and again, some of that has to do with just um, the the sometimes the invention of computers because like they they in some ways the the workload's gone down or in some things, but because it's oh it's so easy to do this. With a computer, now they want you to do that. Like it could be things from like, you know, add the background to everything, uh, add some sort of cool effects, add this, that. So there's, and it's just, and there's so much more control. I, I think that could have come with age too. Like, like I, 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 I get to, oh, well, now, now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Uh, like there's there's so many little elements I I could add that, yeah. that just make make what what I wanted to happen more clear. Right. Uh, just adding a little bit of color to a board, not not for like oh color looks pretty, just for oh like this 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 effect like to really the illustrate water your to illustrate yeah this is water yeah, right. so I'm gonna color blue and you know in, in a paperboard it's just a drawing here oh I'm gonna go in and add that little effect. Yeah. Is there is there a standard language like when you're doing boards like to indicate those kind of things like oh well truck in truck out water effects you know all all yeah. that like. Like, yeah, yeah, there is a storyboard uh, language, I right. guess. And and there is a lot of, like, because uh, of computers, like, especially using the Toon Boom Storyboard Pro, which is sort of the industry standard now. Right. It's, it's, it's like, it numbers the scenes for you. And, and, and actually, no, the one thing I really like about the uh, uh, storyboarding with a computer is, like, I can eat popcorn. Because normally, like if you, if you're working, you can't eat popcorn on paper because you'll like the the butter will get on the on the on the storyboard. But now, man, I can eat pop popcorn all I want, and then just wipe down the screen after. That's, that's a pretty sort of funny cool. funny benefit that I never like, thought about. Yeah. Oh, that, that's an awesome benefit. <laughs> do you do you draw inspiration from like movies that you watch? Like, because I'm um, I'm very curious about this this directing. A line lot again. of a lot of. Um, I think from live action films is where where I try to get inspiration. Sometimes cartoons, like oh, if it's really cartoony action, it's like oh, I remember Bugs Bunny did that, you know, and like yeah, I want I want him to eat a carrot or I want him to eat this way. Bugs Bunny would gnaw on a carrot, but there was like there was a little sequence I had where this one character was uh, going to save a butterfly because because it, it was it, the it was it was raining the butterfly was going to get wet and it's little kids and, and like you would think, oh cool he's going to run out you know and save the butterfly. But I, in my head, I was picturing some war movie where, like, there's this butterfly trying to get to safety and the, and the raindrops are coming down. It's all in slow motion, just pelting the butterfly, like, you know, bullets going through the soldier. And then the character is running through the rain, sort of slow motion horror on his face. And as, every time his foot came down, it's sort of, you know, splashing up, you know, and just... <laughs> and and uh, it was just like, I pictured it overly dramatic. And and uh, when I first read it, you know, and it wasn't a cartoon. No, this was a horror. This is like a yeah, war scene out of a war movie. And I, I told it to the director. And he says it sounds fantastic. Just tone it down because it's for preschoolers. <laughs> and that's what I did. I, I sort of did the exact. Same, I did exactly what I wanted, and and I just sort of. Uh, made it a, l- a little bit happier mm-hmm. but but essentially it's like oh yeah this is something I, this is out of a war movie right but it's done for toddlers yeah yeah well i mean i, I feel like i see that a lot in like you know when i w- used to watch like animaniacs or pinky mm. and the Brain oh well and those guys super did it man yeah you took those old school movies man yeah. i know i know they i know they uh well in the simpsons too the simpsons right. did fantastic things of like you know was it north by northwest and all that yeah 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 totally totally like i remember i remember that one specifically but uh well, yeah, that's the fun thing. I remember I, I knew a, a chum. We worked together, and and uh, he was a major Alfred Hitchcock fan. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he'd love to throw that stuff into the work he was doing. And we were working on shows about you know uh, moles and, and and eggs and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So so do you? I mean, I, I remember you telling me uh, one point that like say like in the Ottawa area, there's only like a couple of board artists. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. Um, I'd say, well, um, every studio has their own, you know, handful. I'd say okay. there's probably, well, there's five studios. Let's see, they each got about a dozen board artists. Okay. Rotating. Well, um, I'm just wondering how small that world is. I mean, because again, I, I, I mean, you're the only storyboard artist I've ever met in my entire life. Oh, I've met a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> you're in the industry. Yeah, I'm in the industry. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like all I know is board artists. I don't know any. Like I, I sort of can wave to animators, but I don't know them. Like yeah. I know the board artists because we all work together. It is small. Like the people. Like it is. It's a smaller group than animators. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Now, a lot of people strive for it. And, and, you know, in a really busy board where, you, you know, you, in a three-month period, when you're working like 80-hour weeks, you just want to tell them, like, run, don't do that. Like, oh, my God, are you crazy? <laughs> but I can't picture doing anything else either. Right, right, right. Like I, I'm, it's, I'm curious. You, you, you talk about, I mean, I love when you're describing that war scene just now. <laughs> I mean, I see, it seems like, again, because you're in this position where you're almost the first person to bring to light how this thing is actually going to look. Um, do you get nervous then when you submit boards because this is like your vision and um, you know? No, when I submit them, I'm actually glad I'm done with it. For that, like, oh man, I just you know worked all that time. But I actually got nervous waiting for the last one to come back because I, I like the process is you get the script and you get all the designs and then you have a meeting with the director and it's just you know an hour to a, two two hours and he you know talks about so, oh I, I had these ideas for this 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 and you write them down and some and I've usually read the script I said oh I have this idea for this and I have my input then you get, then uh, you rough it out in a week and you or or two weeks and then you send it back to the director to look at the rough drawings. Uh, and then, it, you know, he'll do his revisions then and he sends it back to you and, and uh, you'll, you'll, I'll, cl- I'll clean it up. And I sent in, in the first half, what was it, like almost a week ago. And I hadn't had heard, heard anything back till yesterday. And it's going, man, I was like five days and I haven't heard from him. And I, well, I was busy working on the second half, so I wasn't that worried till yesterday when I was just finishing it up. And I said, oh my, God, I haven't heard. So I sent it off and I said, oh, I sent it off. And, you know, is there any idea, any idea when the first half's going to be sent back and uh, he says oh i'll get it to you today and then but like i spent a week th- like is is it not back because they haven't had time to look at it because you know they're busy they're looking at all doing all sorts of stuff or is it just really really bad and they've completely reworked it and like oh, oh my god i'm gonna lose my job and oh and i'm starting to freak out and then i get it back and i'm looking through it and i start did he send me the right one? There's no notes. Then all of a sudden, like a few notes popped up, but apparently, like it really jived with what they want. Um, and and that that was that's a nice thing. Like when you, when you uh, sort of hook up with, with the director, that that you have the same vision yeah. or, or similar enough that you don't have to, you know, uh, he, he doesn't have to completely rework it. It's it's really nice. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard. I'm not used to it because you know. Well, I'm curious though, on the other side. Is, is it? Have you run into like oh my god yeah like, there was some man like it's it's like you just want to quit the business like right. there's a couple of times where I've been to, and it has nothing to do it's not uh, like this is a bad director good director whatever it's this our our visions of, of what storytelling is about are different right and and it took years of being in the business to realize that and like it's one of the first things I said is when, when it's it's almost not worth it to stay in like when you can learn some new tricks and i think that's why i'm, I'm better now because sometimes i worked with on boards that i found more difficult because i was sort of in the process of learning someone else's vision and and now that's part of me and so right. so when i do stuff i can actually see oh wait i'm looking at this the way that director told me to like you know five years ago like not like not all of it but parts of it and i said oh that that's sort of neat and and i and i actually see a bit of that God, you gave me such a hard time in, in my work now. So maybe that's why I'm better. Right, right, but right. But learn, the, the learning on the job is a struggle. Like if, 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 uh, and that's, I think that's what it is a case of. Like, and, 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 but there are also cases where just people like, this is what animation is. And if you don't do it this way, you know, it's not going to work. And, and other people, this is what animation is. Uh, a lot of the time, it, it is a case of, 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 Doing your own thing and hoping that oh yeah, for the most part, like there there is some basic storytelling stuff that, sure. that I think are common and not 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 so much because it's right or wrong. It's just it it it's over the years, like from the very first film. Like if you like that that's how I think storytelling came about. Like you go watch some of these really really old black and white, and you see these really bad shots. Like when you watch the, see the shot, you're like oh like I just feel uncomfortable looking at it. Um, and, and so people knew when they were making their movie, the guy who made the movie after that said, oh, I saw his man. Let's never do that shot. Yeah. So we knew that shot doesn't work and we'll do with the shots at work. And you're right. just sort of constantly learning. Like that was, there was a while when I first started boarding, like everything was boards. Like I couldn't watch a movie. Yeah. Because all you would do was critique it. Yeah, all totally. you would do You would is, notice is, that, right? Yeah, you'd, notice, you'd look for all the things that no one else is and you couldn't enjoy a movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
that's why I, 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 and now, well, actually now I don't, like I, I listen to movies, I listen to TV shows all the time. I don't actually watch them anymore. Yeah. You just kind of have them in the background while you're working. Well, that's what, it. Yeah. And every now and again I'll watch it. Say, oh, that's really cool. But for the most part, I, I, I think, well, I, I like coming up with it on my own too, even yeah. though it's just an accumulation of all the stuff I've seen before, like you know from comic books and everything, and from the war movie, like that fantastic. Oh, this was a war movie yeah, sequence, totally. Um, and, and and there was other things. It's just sort of fun to play with with the with the the flow of of you know the the the, the characters of the screen. Like my my biggest thing when I'm boarding is I like to flow. I like everything just sort of sort of moves. Like it might speed up and it might slow down, but yeah. it's gonna there's a flow to it that just goes throughout the entire board. And if it has that, then I'm really happy. I think that's part of the way I work. The way I do work, like um, it is really interesting. And it's something I've never been able to do is do one sort of one scene at a time. Yep. Like when when there's, there's when I work, I do like I thumbnail the whole thing, then I rough out the whole thing, and then I go back and I tighten up that rough, and then I go back and I clean up. But the thing is, I don't do it one after have, that. Even even when going. I'm doing it, even when I'm even when like I'm done the whole rough and I got to go clean up. Like I'm yeah. gonna clean up this scene, then I'm gonna jump ahead, then I'm gonna jump ahead, then I'm gonna go back, and yeah. and I, I can't stay any place really long. I, I, I assume it's like ADHD or whatever. <laughs> um, and maybe that's why I'm good at what I do. But there's other people who can sit down and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to like, they read the first sentence and, and, and they, 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 they sort of rough out that scene and then they sort of tighten it up and they put it in the background, they clean up the characters and they do all the writing and stuff and boom, that scene's done. Yep. Then they're going to move on to the next one. Yeah. I, I couldn't do that to save my life. Like these people are like, I assume it's a confidence that like I know what I'm going to do anyway. Yeah. This is the way I would have told it, even if I thought it out. But I, I wonder. I wonder though. I mean, one thing about artists though that I, I noticed, like the good ones, is, is they do have an overall picture and then. Dive well, some of these people right? have that picture in their head. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like yeah. they just there's they, they just know film or they they, they know their story how their storytelling style so well that they don't have to like it's, yeah. it, it's thought like they read it they know oh this is what happens when you read this and they they just do it right like, to me it's sort of a vi you know really like my vision isn't solid anymore right like i or, or i'm not aware of, of it like I, I don't have a i think that's why i'll never actually be director director like i have no vision yeah, yeah yeah i can sit there and storyboard and tell a story and do all sorts of stuff and 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 but it's not because I sort of know I'm right or anything, <laughs> yeah. or I know, oh, this is like, I don't have that thing directors have. Right. Uh, okay, Jeff, we're going to take a break and do some unpaid advertisements, but we'll be back to talk oh, with Jeff White. Cool. All right, and now a segment called Unpaid Advertisements. If you don't know what this is, this is basically an independent podcast that's not actually sponsored by any companies, but to make the podcast sound more legitimate, I do unpaid advertisements. All right, so have you ever been in a situation where you are a software engineer? Jeff, have you been a software oh. engineer ever? No, no, no. <laughs> well, if you ever find yourself being a software engineer on a random night and you're looking, to, you're looking for a good resource on how to design things, take a look at refactoringui.com. This is an incredible resource. I cannot stress how good a resource this is for software engineers. It is the first design resource that I've, I've come across that has... Um, such good concrete design tips. I get, I, I, I read a lot of posts about design. I go to design talks and these things. And a lot of these, uh, you know, lessons are, you know, get to know the user, feel how they're feeling and all this like high level stuff, which is good. Don't get me wrong, but I would love to know just how to make my stuff look good. Refactoringui.com gives some really great concrete tips. They're, they are a website, they are a brand, they are a YouTube channel, but they also have a book starting at $79 US and $149 US for the kind of full package. Check it out, refactoringui.com. Jeff, <laughs> do you like donuts? Oh, I love donuts. I do love donuts, but sometimes you need special donuts. And the kinds of donuts that I love that are also special are Mavericks Donuts. 
Mavericks Donuts is a Ottawa, I think, <laughs> Ottawa only uh, shop that sells incredible donuts. They're those cakey style donuts, you know, like uh, old fashioned plain style donuts, like really nice cakey donuts. They come in all these great flavors. They are so delicious. You get these cinnamon sugar style donuts. You get the powdered sugar donuts. I have these donuts in the office a lot and then I can't stop going to them. Mavericks Donuts, if you guys have not heard of them, check them out today. They're located at 46 Byward Market Square, but also have a location on 1500 Bank Street. Mavericks Mavericks Donuts, Mavericks Donuts, Mavericks Donuts. And we are back talking to Jeff White, dissecting his brain on the storyboard animation process. It is insane how much you just talked and how much you... Uh, you know how much stuff I learned from you there, Jeff. I always, <laughs> I always think that I talk too much on the podcast, and the guests don't talk enough. So I welcome all these awesome stories. Thank you so much, Jeff, and oh, cool, cool. Uh, thanks for doing this. But I have to talk about your other—I don't know if you want to call it a passion. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> definitely my passion. Okay. Well, see, that's the thing. It, passion changes. That, that was sort of cool, and it was. Um, well, it was. It was. It was. Because of all the time drawing, because of all the years and spent sit there drawing little small drawings too. Yeah. Um, like I used to draw like the size of a sticky note. Those are the size of a storyboard, you know. The, yeah. And, and sure. Doing that, 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 and 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 I, I yeah, just to, and no one sees my work. Right. You know, a couple people see my actual work. It, you know, you got your directors see it, and and the animators see little the scenes they're working on. But and and these might say, oh, this is my show. But now you're gonna see what what the because I always, I always found when I animated, I I, I uh, you know I used the the board as uh, an idea of what to do. But still, as an animator, you take that and and you turn it into your own. Right. So I take a script, turn it into my own. You know, I turn it into my vision. Yeah. And and that's what each animator should do. And that's why I saw it. Now you take that and you turn it into your own vision. You do something with it. Um. So so the final product really no one saw what I did right and 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 I think part of the reason I do my other thing is is because of that I wanted to do something that was mine yeah that when a person sees it they're seeing my work yeah uh, I guess everyone's like hmm what's what's and no, everyone's but, but wondering it's, what, it's, what it's, I'm doing it's true <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll, we'll keep them in the dark mm. but it's so true though Jeff because I, I find myself you know the more that you know Bite Sight started to do more and more you know bigger productions and and stuff where we're collaborating with a lot of people I wanted to kind of go off and do something that was more just me, you know, and and, and that's what the, I mean, the this podcast, podcast is all about. Exactly right. This is this is literally has my name on it. it. It's not. I'm not tying it to my business, and it's really something that you know. It's me and the other person. It's my own production. It's my own editing. It's all that, and something that I can feel really proud of. Right now, don't get me wrong. There are days where I'm like, I wish someone else was editing this so I could take a break. <laughs> but yeah, so let's 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 pull let's let's reveal what this passion is. So if you guys don't know. Jeff White. First of all, go to his Instagram account, jeff.white.tapeman. So J-E-F-F dot W-H-I-T-E dot T-A-P-E-M-A-N. Tapeman is what it's all about. So one, I can't remember when this was, a couple years ago, I saw Jeff hanging out at his desk doing his storyboards. But, you know, every day I would come in, there'd be something that kind of just started to appear on his desk. You know, and then he would start playing around with it in his hands, and then more things would start to appear on his desk. And I was like, "What? What the heck are these things?" I started to go over and realized that Jeff was doing masking tape sculptures. Now, you have to see this to believe it. I cannot <laughs> believe the level of detail, the level of creativity that can come from masking tape. Jeff, how the heck did this start? I, I would say I think I think it started eight years ago, eight and it years didn't ago. start with it didn't start with tape. It started down south in Ecuador. It was at the beach, and and we were there for four days. And I, I think this is my urge to like one creativity happens no matter what. I can't help but be creative. So on the beach line, there's really cool. But you know, I grabbed a shovel and and I think I made a dragon coming out of the waves. It was you know I did it in a couple hours and it was sort of fun. But I said, wow, that was really neat. And then. Next morning, I wake up, I go downstairs, and it's gone. You know, the waves will wash it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I said, what am I going to make today? And then, you know, I, I made a sort of reclining snowman, but out of sand. And, 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 and every, every day for four days, I'd make something, and it would get washed away. 
and I thought it was so awesome. Like this is this is this is I was about forty. Um, I had just been forty years of drawing, so to make something this and people, it was really neat. As you're working on, it, people stop and they walk around and, and they're taking pictures of you and you're smiling and waving and talking to all these people, yeah, yeah, yeah. people. And it was just really awesome to make something so real. So I remember thinking, like, oh my god, when I get back to Canada, man, I'm 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 gonna make like a big because it was January, so I'm gonna make a big snowman and do all this stuff and. Came back to Canada. I still had a couple of days off before I started work. So I ran outside first thing in the morning and I just said, no way. And I went back inside because it was way too cold. <laughs> the problem with autumn. Yeah, right? yeah. That's just like, okay, this is not this is not working on the beach. Like, no way. So I went, I, I said, well, I want to make something. I said, I haven't made something like that. Like, I really want to make something like a sculpture. Like, I love the concept. It was like, it's it's not flat. It's real. It's big. Yeah. And so I said, paper mache. I haven't done that like since, you know, high school, yeah, grade totally, school. Yeah, totally, totally, yeah. And so I started making things out of paper mache, and I just started, you know, roughing with them. I was down in the basement, you know, during my time off, and I, I, just, I just, like, it was really fun. But being, like, a, a father of a, a, a young hockey player, I was constantly going on errands. And one day I decided to bring one of the little sculptures, because that's how you start paper mache, sure. with, like, rolled up newspaper and masking tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring, like, I'm working on a piece, and it's a small, small enough I can bring just the paper and the, and the masking tape, and I'll just sort of flesh out some details. And as, it was out of practice, so, so I, you know, was sort of half paying attention, and I was, but as I was working, I realized you get all this really cool detail out of masking tape. And then I just, it was just, and, and then, you know, work started, and I sort of put it aside. But whenever I needed a break from drawing, uh... I guess I would just, you know, pick up a roll of tape. I'd stop be at the quickie buying some. Oh, I'm going to buy some tape, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and if I and if I had to, you know, it was usually during hockey practice, not during a game, but during hockey practice, I'd have the tape and I'd start playing around with the tape and I could make faces. And I realized tape was just sort of paper mache, less uh, paper mache you can do anywhere. Right. And then as, as sort of time went by, it was sort of my if I was in a rut at work. Yeah. Or or. I needed a break from drawing. I'd start doing this. Uh, the one amazing thing about masking tape is you can, like, especially when you're sculpting, like, you, I, I do it on the bus yeah. coming to work. I get, I could do it while walking. Yeah, like so portable, right? Yeah, like, yeah, it's a really portable it sculpture. Like a roll of masking tape to me is a portable sculpture I mean, do people, studio. Do people look at you when you're doing this on the well, bus? Well, sometimes, man, they won't sit next to me when I'm doing it on the bus, which is another <laughs> who, benefit. Who's like, who, who's the weird guy with tape all over his arm? And then I, you know, and then he starts turning it into something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's some benefits to that. And again, I like just sitting in a cafe having a coffee on a yeah. summer day and doing that. Or I'd be, like, I, I would walk from... Uh, the market all the way down to Westboro, like on a nice day, and and, and I have tape them. on my arm, and I'd be making something as I'm walking and looking right. around, and and that's the thing. The tape wasn't, especially in the beginning, it wasn't planned. It, it, it turned, or or and maybe in the beginning, oh, I want to do this, but afterwards, it just what's gonna happen? Yeah. And I just start. I sometimes I just crumple up some paper and I'd add tape to it, or crumple up tape and add tape to it. And just start. And 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 just see what happens. Like right. the, the coolest thing would be, I'd be holding a piece and I'd be working on it, and I'd realize after about an hour and a half, I was holding it upside down, <laughs> and then I turn and oh man, now I know what it is, and then I'd you know go on to make something with it. Wow. So so and, I mean, what I mean, were your were your there's so many questions in my head right now. <laughs> like were you uh, like confident? I mean, did it matter even your confidence in terms of like? Because no. I, I can't imagine thinking to myself, "Oh yeah, I can make some pretty cool sculptures with." Oh, this. I never thought that once. Like I just this is just something I did. It, yeah. it became part of who I was. Were your sculptures back then? Were they as good as they are today? Oh, like, uh, I, I would say not at all. Yeah. Um, I'd say there was the potential was there. Yeah. Um, it was actually last summer. Um, between, I think it was like, uh, I, f I finished up last, last year about May doing storyboards and I had, I had a couple months off. Uh, I was going to start up again in July, but that contract fell through. So all of a sudden, you know, I was out of work and I went looking for work, couldn't find anything. And I said, you know what, I have some savings. I'm going to take some time off. And, and actually it was, it was, uh, a, a chiro I was seeing a chiropractor had seen me working on one of these in the waiting room, one of my favorite places to work on a sculpture. Oh. And he said, what is that? And so I showed him some pictures I had on my phone and, and what I was working on. And then he said, man, could you make me something? And actually it was with him. It clicked that people want this stuff. Yeah. So I, I mean, I went home and, and, uh, over a day or two, I, I made this little sculpture of, of a little twisted, uh, 
sort of uh, monster or something and just, you know, sort of, okay, I'm at a chiropractor. I wanted some chiropractor thing. So he had a big, big uh, sort of inchworm with a big twist in his back. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I gave it to, I gave it to him and he gave me a free treatment. So I said, oh, cool. Like, <laughs> and, okay, I made 50 bucks off that. <laughs> yeah. And, and then I said, you know what, I want to start taking this. Maybe I can take, I'll take some time off and really focus on this. And I think between July of last year and December, I, I, I put in at least 1,600 hours. And, oh and did just taping. Like, I would wake up and I'd be taping. And, and I'd go to, you know, and, and but sometimes... But do you get lost in it? Like, is it yeah, just... Yeah, 100%. Just it's, it's my yoga. Like, yeah. I, I don't notice the time going by. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, I just, yeah, started doing more and more, started putting them up on Instagram, started getting likes. Um, and then I, I tried my hand at, uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The craft fairs yes. in the winter. I just did a couple just to see what it was like. And I made some pieces and, 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 uh, and I go, well, my version of mass produced, I made five yeah. of, of one thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going to make five and I'll see if they sell just cause, uh. Um, but he, and even though I made f- like they're mass produced, but they're each individually made. They can't be. I can't reproduce them mechanically. Yes. I have to re. I, I can only look at it and say, okay, I'll make something very similar to that. Yeah, but that's good though. I mean, that, hmm? that, I mean, well, that, that's that each the best one part is. A, yeah, one each thing is each is one of a kind. Yeah, e- even if they look similar, they're still like very unique. There's little differences about them and imperfections that make them their own. Yeah. Um, but, and, and, and yeah, like I didn't do much sales or anything, but I did get a lot of commission work out of it. Right. And, and so, and I, commissions are awesome. Like I was able to, uh, do things I never would have thought of doing. But do you think, does the commission work though? I mean, is it less relaxing because it's almost like um, you're not, your, your mind isn't as free, right? Like you're kind well, of. Well, no, cause no, cause I, when I went in, I said my, 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 my rule with commission, I don't know if I'll still do it this way, but it was like. Well, actually, I probably will because I like it. It took the pressure off, too. And it allowed it to be fun, which is, I think, why they liked it. Um, I said, now, I'm going to make the thing. Like, first I asked them, like, um, like when, I, when I'm selling a piece, yeah. I, I, I sort of, this is the price I'm going to charge. When I, when I get a commission, I say, well, how, how much do you want to spend? Okay, cool. And what do you want? I say, awesome. Uh, and then I'll say, I'm going to make this thing. And then I'm good. Like, I don't want any money up front or anything like that. So I'm going to make this thing. Uh, I'm going to show you when I'm done. I'm going to bring it to you, and if you want it, it's yours for the the price we we agreed to. And if you don't, that's okay too, because I'll keep it. Yeah. And 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 because I if I made it, I like it. That's really smart. So like yeah. So I mean that way they don't lose out on their money. Or yeah. Anything. Like so you don't lose. Like you have no bitter. Like uh, no buyer's remorse or anything. Yeah. And and yeah. If if I've made it and I like it. Yeah. That's the reason I'm bringing it to you. That's why it's done. Right. Like there, there was a, a piece I, I I made for for Eric, and uh, this this wasn't commissioned. This was a uh, a gift for him for his birthday. And he well, it's in the it's that's in the, the one's office. In there right yeah, now. In the that office. one's insane. That no, one's that, like that's so the crazy. third one I did because the first one ended up looking more like a Greek sculpture, and then the second one just like I'd spent like days on it, and it just you know it's oh I'm headed the wrong direction. So I started over, and it had sort of you know the right twist to it, but. I overworked it to a point where it's like, oh man, this is no good. And say, so, you know what? I forget it. I'm going to do it once more. I'm going to try again. And I ended up making the one that's in the office. And that, that took about, I think, three days. And, and I was happy with that one. The other two I wasn't happy with, they're sitting in a pile in my home and I'll probably like repossess them or, you know, rip <laughs> yeah. them apart and turn them into something else. And, and yeah, to me, when it comes to my art, it's like, to me, that's my art. Like, now, even though I love storyboarding, I'm good at it just from experience. Uh, and, and, you know, I work hard at it. Like yeah. I say, what makes me good at storyboards is the fact I'm a hard worker. I'm not a visionary. I just, I just work hard to like, I, you know, uh, I'm, I'm like a monkey typing a typewriter, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'll type, a, I'm like a monkey, t- you know, typing the novel. Like I'm going to end up doing it anyway just because yeah, yeah, I, I keep yeah. drawing and drawing and drawing. I think when it comes to tape, it's more who I am. Yep. It's, it, it, it's my unique vision. This is where my vision is. Um, well, and it, it is sort of unique. I mean, it's also I mean, it's also interesting hearing how it came about because it is really unique in the sense that it's it's not like you saw someone else do it. Oh no, it just sort of happened. Yeah. So I mean, since you've done this, um, have you found other people that do? There this? are uh, there's like well, I, I've come across about a dozen a dozen other masking tape artists. Right. None of us that I've seen. This is just on Google and stuff. No one does the exact same thing. Okay. We all have a completely different take on it. Yeah. So like, um, what are some of the other ones that you've seen? 
Oh, this, uh, if, if you Google masking tape art, there's this wonderful, one, like one person uses uh, the lines, like the tape is lines, you know, okay. might cut it and do stuff. And there's one fa fabulous art. Uh, there's this one lady, I see friends or we're follow each other on Instagram, does these paper mache horses, but she paints them. Okay. And, and they look metallic and stuff. Some of them look metallic, just, just amazing. Um, uh, another another lady, I, th I think she's a cross between masking tape and more paper mache, but right. she paints them and does actual people. Like you say, oh, I do you know? I, th I think she does commission work for for portraits. Yeah, uh, just amazing. Uh, there's some like museum uh, quality. Well, I think everything's museum quality. Sure. Um, well, your stuff again is great. Like, uh, I do have to tell my audience, literally. Right now, if you're listening to this in your car, wherever you're listening to, stop right now. <laughs> go to jeff.white.tapeman on Instagram. Again, I cannot stress how impressive and amazing these things are. But sorry, you're saying like like museum worthy stuff. Uh, just you know the, the size, and actually that was one of the things things I I, uh, I started like I said I, I I drew small, and I made like the ones from the year before were small, like they were all over the office we worked at. Yeah, like yeah. Eric had a rule, like you know every every two weeks you got to take everything home and start from scratch. <laughs> Um, and that's why I have boxes and boxes of it at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh crap! I just, I just, my brain just stopped. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, you met these other masking tape artists. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, and, and this one who has light behind, like a, it's, a, it's he does it on glass and he places them down behind light, so yeah. it's a lighted glass. So where there's more tape, it's dark, and when there's less tape, it's light. So he actually sort of draws like that. Right. Do you feel um, a certain kinship to these people? Well, I think it's just really cool. Like yeah. I said, hey man, this is awesome. Like, <laughs> I, got, I'm, I'm, I, I think it's really cool. Like, they're, they're, like with all the people in the world, of course there's gonna be other ones. Like I, sure. re I remember I, 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 I did, I, you know, when I was showing friends and stuff this years and years ago and they had kids like, oh, the first thing their kids did was like, oh, dad, get me some masking tape. And then, you know, I'd hear, I'd hear stories about it. The funniest story was a friend, Tom, I, uh, I, I ran into a friend from high school, Tom, and he was with his son and I had been working on this little masking tape thing. And I, and I showed his son, he thought it was fantastic. And, and, uh, and that, that was really neat. It was like a week later, I ran into Tom again, and he said, oh, my God, my son was so impressed. He said, we went home, and he went, and he said, Dad, do you have any masking tape? And we went to the kitchen, I gave him some masking tape, and, and his son went upstairs, and about an hour later, he came down with, he said, this amazing dinosaur made out of masking tape, like it was like proportions, everything. It was just amazing. And then, and then Tom realized he, his son had like taped up one of his dinosaur toys. <laughs> said, That's cool. That's but, so um, funny. Do, do you find your... Oh, and another another yeah. fun... Like I said, one of the nicest things was sort of randomly giving some away. Um, I was in... I was... Uh, where I love to do it, I said, is like, I love standing in line for stuff now. Yeah. It was about four months ago. I was in the doctor's office. Because you were doing masking tape. Well, I was, I was... I had to see the doctor, but it was yeah. like a two-hour wait. So I was sitting there and I made a little character out of masking tape. And this little boy who had been watching me for like an hour... His mother finally, you know, said, could he, could he look at what you're doing? I said, yeah, yeah, come over, sit down. And I showed him how I made it. And I still had about half a roll left. And, and, and we sort of, I, ch I chatted with the little guy for a bit and the mom. And then, and then before, as they were going in, I said, well, hey, look. Or no, I was called in. I said, hey, well, look, I'm called in. And, and I gave the little guy the little figure and, and gave him the rest of my masking tape and said, you know, like, here, well, try, try that. And the lady was like, oh, my, you know. Like I just gave away a bunch of tape. Like I gave away <laughs> yeah. a dollar of tape, and like it's not that big a deal. But you know, hopefully, I'd love to see if that kid ever, you know, ever did anything with it. That'd be neat. Well, it, again, it's, it's such a unique thing, you know. Mm -hmm. And the, I mean, I think it would be different to be honest, Jeff. If you weren't that good at it, like if you did this and like, hey guys, I do these like masking tape sculptures, and it's like, oh, okay, mm. great, Jeff. Like. Great for you, but it, well, it's just it's just the amount of detail that you have, and and I mean, as you do it, I mean, are you coming up with new techniques? Because I noticed one thing that you do, like for like dragons and their scales, is you kind of like twist the tape. Oh well, yeah. The, depending on the dragon, there's a couple ways I do the uh, the tape. I don't have this any examples of the second one, but there's a new new where it's multi levels and 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 uh, it's really time consuming. It was just like, and again, like each each what I discovered doing this tape stuff was that each 
piece of each sculpture is its own piece of art and each piece of art has its own rules as long as you do, like and on one on on dragons those that scale that twisted tape yeah, yeah, yeah. are scales on another sculpture it might actually be hair it, it could be a, a sort of fur or something clothing and as long as that particular you follow the sort of rules of each piece yeah where um it, it sort of makes sense and it's pleasing. You don't sort of confuse them up together. And it's yeah, there there are a couple styles that I, I a couple techniques I use in, in like from you know just applying it straight to double sided to double sided twist to to a point to to um, uh, yeah. There's all these little little weird techniques that okay, I, I got about five or six different textures I can now play with, and 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 using those textures create you know create something. And I think it is, and that's one of the reasons I don't paint my stuff is because I I'm I'm trying to rely on uh, shadow and and uh, oh, light, okay. yeah, and yeah. and that creates a texture. So when you look at it, it's like oh yeah, you can see that shadow. Right. Um, and, and yeah, I like the fact it's tape and, and it shows off the tape. Right. Do, I mean, I noticed recently you started talking about, you know, wire. In, oh, yeah, in yeah. Sculpture. I mean, is that... Oh, the wire was just for longevity. Well, right. The first reason I started adding wire, like when I first made them, it was just tape on tape. Uh, and then sometimes if I was working bigger, some crumpled up paper and some tape. Uh, then I found out like shish kebab sticks from... from uh, the dollar store, you know, it sort of taped those up and, and that would work on little armatures. Yeah. But now that, and that was all before I started selling it, but now once people got interested in buying stuff, I just wanted to make sure they would last. Right. And, and by adding some wire, it, it uh, brings the weight down a little bit for me, for the piece, for the, for the weight of the piece. And, it allow, it, and now it actually gives me a little bit more freedom to, to pose the characters a little bit more. Sure, sure. And, and it is really nice. It is, it, it is sort of fun that way. But without trying to, like some pieces rely on that, but for the most part, I, I like a solid piece. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the wire is just to help reinforce. Do you give yourself rules, and like, like you said with the paint, where you're like, I, I explicitly don't want to you know, add other materials or other things mm -hmm. to this because you want to keep it kind of pure. In a well, way. I, 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 well, again, I, I think that comes down to uh, more the inside. Like okay. the outside, I'm not going to paint these things. You yeah. probably want to paint it. That's awesome. If I ever decide to paint it, it's like, yeah, but I, I don't see the need. I see them as little marble statues in my head, so yeah, the, yeah. they shouldn't be painted. But my, I did evolve in, 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 in the, like, like it was really funny in some of my first pieces where, where uh, you know, I, I make stuff out of tape and people, oh, that's really cool. And then I remember, I think it was my niece, actually. <laughs> um, she, or I don't know if it was niece or someone here, or maybe it was a waitress. Uh, but anyway, I, I was working on a piece and then they came out and said, that's amazing, is that made out of tape? And I said, well, you know, the outside tape, the inside's paper. And they went, oh, <laughs> like, Oh, is that less impressive? <laughs> like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, oh, thanks. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like if it was all tape, it'd be cooler. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, and no. and like and and that's like the only reason is I stopped doing all tape on the inside because the pieces became bigger. And like that's a lot. That's a lot of tape. Like yes. you know, like I, I was going through during last like during my hiatus where I focused purely on sculpture. I, I was going through a box of tape a, a month, and that was about fifty rolls of tape. Oh my god! Like I've gone through. Um, about 400 rolls of tape in six months. Oh like just God. making my stuff. That's so and, and, uh Jeff, listen, we're running out of time, oh. but uh, I do want to talk a little bit, just briefly, about the show that you're you're going to. Uh, this this podcast will probably air oh, in May. Oh, oh, that's right. Um, yeah. So oh, I, that's a, yeah, that's the big thing. I, I would love to to promote this a little bit. So can you, can you tell us a little bit about the show that you're doing? And okay. When um, it is, where it is, how people I mean, can get to it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, it's fantasy art in the forest. It's between here and Kingston. It's it's taking place on July 21st and July 22nd on Old Perth Road. I can't remember the name of the town. Um, <laughs> but you know, how that came about was I went to the Originals Fair in, mm -hmm. in December because I wanted to see what other other artists was doing, and and there was this uh, fantastic artist Jamie Brick, and like of all the sculptors I saw, these were the ones that sort of rung true with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, I said this is fantastic, man. And I ended up showing him some of my stuff just off my phone. Said like I'm really new to sculpting, and this is the stuff I've been doing. And he, really, you know, he said, "Oh, that's really cool." And and then I walked away. And then when I was leaving the show, he, uh, I just wanted to stop by and say, "Hey, it was really nice talking to you. Just wanted to thank him." And then he mentioned he he puts on this fantasy art in the forest. He's been doing it for years and years and years. And he asked me if I wanted to to attend and be one of the vendors. So it's fantastic. 
but it is, yeah, fan, it's, it's, and like, if you go, they have a Facebook page, Fantasy yep. Art in the Forest. It's absolutely amazing. Like, the, the variety of stuff. It's not like, it's not all fantasy art either. Like, I'd say that was the sort of theme going on. And yeah. it does take place in the forest, but they're like a, a wide variety of artisans, man, all doing right. all sorts of different things um, and, and multiple levels of art you know yeah. for for every everybody to show up and see like it's it's i'm i'm a bit overwhelmed like right now i like i know like i'm i'm either working on this or i'm working on on like right now i have 10 dragons on my dining room table i'm in the process of making i have five trolls on a swing upstairs i got 20 hummingbirds and i got five dragon slayers and i still want to come up with a couple other pieces like yeah. and they're all works in progress like when i go home this is what i do right uh and and i just i know like i'm not gonna have a real like i'm so glad this storyboard gig right now is really good like knock on wood um because like i actually have the time to do it because yeah. like it was it was funny the day i signed the contract to attend this show and have some pieces ready was the day I got this job. Okay. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, you know, just like, oh, this, this is what happened. I, I almost knew it was going to happen. Okay, so that's fantasy art in the forest somewhere between Ottawa and Kingston off uh, Perth Road. Yeah, on Old Perth Road. July... 21st and 22nd july 21st 22nd is it a free show is it paid is it do you know or? um i uh, i have no idea <laughs> anyways go look it up you guys are, are internet savvy you guys can figure it out i, th I think we're gonna jeff. have to do an addendum piece or something <laughs> yes. to this jeff it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you today oh, it was fun. thanks thanks so much for doing this i love i genuinely mean it when i when i i, I am in awe of your talents it is it's insane what you uh. what you do I just very briefly, I remember talking to you just a couple of weeks ago and talking to you about the App 8 project that we shot and how you said, oh yeah, this is how I would do it. And literally in like 10 seconds, you drew a storyboard that blew all my storyboards away <laughs> that I worked hours on. So Jeff, uh, it's amazing to know you. I'm privileged to know you. Uh, oh, thanks cool. so much for, for doing this. Um, that's pretty much it for us uh, today, guys. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email me at casey.ly at gmail.com. That's C-A-S-E-Y dot L-I at gmail.com. Visit our website at www.caseylee.com slash podcast. Casey Talks to People is currently hosted on anchor.fm, um, but it's distributed to all your favorite uh, podcast uh, services, including Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, any podcast app you can probably think of, we are a host on there. Don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to leave a review. That definitely helps us uh, in terms of our promotion. But that's it for now. This has been Casey Talks to Jeff White. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you guys in the next one.